Welcome to episode number 43 of the Grab Blogger podcast. This is the podcast where we're helping academics change the world through online business. We're helping you, the listener, create an online business around blogging, podcasting, or shooting a video about your research experience, about your expertise, so you can build a company and build a business that can make and implement important change in the world. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Cloney. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to create a webinar presentation. In particular, we're going to talk about my personal standard operating operating procedure, SOP, for creating a webinar. So this could be for an in-person presentation or a webinar presentation or anything that you want to really want to present out in the world where you're creating you know, a 20 or a 40 or an hour long or even longer uh, presentation on a given topic. So we're going to talk about why it's important to have a system in the first place. We're going to talk about what are the main steps to creating a, a webinar presentation. And then we're going to go through my, my SOP, my four steps for creating this webinar presentation. We're going to go through each step in detail. So again, this could be used for creating webinars for your online business, could be used for even for creating short videos that you're posting on social media, creating uh, in-person presentations for your research area as well. I use it for all these things. So in the show notes at grabblogger.com slash 43, we've actually put a, a copy of the standard operating procedure that we talked about in this episode. So if you just want to go get a, a one-page PDF document that outlines the four different steps and all the sub-steps, you can grab that there. And as always, you can grab a transcript of this episode from the show notes as well. And that, again, that's at grabblogger.com slash 43 for this 43rd episode of the podcast. So why is it important to have a system in the first place? And the big thing is that it saves time. If you're going to be doing a lot of these, it's probably going to save you a lot of time. And I don't know about you, but the biggest thing for me for a presentation was that I always, always, always added too much stuff. And when I started practicing, I had to cut out literally half the presentation in order to make it fit. And just after five to 10 years of doing that, um, as an academic, I realized that there's got to be a better way. Um, I started writing down the standard operating procedure. So this in this way, you don't really create the content. It's almost the last step putting the content in, and then you're not wasting a whole bunch of time. And you have a systematic procedure that you can use every time to you know save yourself the hassle and of just sitting there with that blank you know screen trying to come up with a presentation. So it saves time, it reduces stress, um, and improves results. You'll have better presentations if you follow a system, and this system is is definitely one that's helped me out over the years, both online and offline. So the outcome really will be that you'll spend time practicing your presentation instead of creating slides. So instead of spending, you know, two weeks to create your slides and uh, only having an hour to practice before you give your presentation, maybe you create your presentation in a day or two, and then you spend the rest of those two weeks either relaxing or, you know, present or practicing so you can give a good presentation. So what are the, the main steps involved in creating a webinar? For my process, it's four steps. The first is research. The second is create an outline. And this is actually where I, I spend most of my time. The fourth step, or third step rather, is to create the slide deck. I really want to create, spend the least amount of time here because this is where everyone else loses time creating presentations is where I've lost time in the past. Really, I want to have everything that I need to say figured out before I get to this step. And the fourth main step is the pre-presentation prep. So this is your practice, but also some other things I like to do before the presentation that I'll, I'll give in this episode kind of as bonuses. So then what are the parts of my standard operating procedure for creating a webinar presentation? Again, you can actually get a one-page document of this in the show notes at grabblogger.com slash 43. We're going to go through them. So step one is to create your research document. Myself, I do this in a Google Sheet. And the reason I use a sheet is that I actually like to create a mind map from 
this document and it's really easy is to cut and paste the ideas and concepts and things from a, the different cells and sort of organize them that way. But if you have a lot of long form stuff in your research document, maybe it's better to do it in a, a Google document or a Word doc or something or a notebook. But I like to use a Google doc. That's what I've, I've migrated to over time. So the big thing here, the first couple things I do is at the top of the document, I write, who is my audience? You know, just what's, who's going to be in that room or watching that presentation, you know, just the list of the type of people and, and, you know, who they are. And then what outcome do I want to create for them? So is that I want them to know how to do X or to believe that Y is a problem or to see and learn about something. Like what is the outcome that you want for this presentation? Those are the two most important questions you can ask when creating a presentation and most people don't ask them at all. Or maybe they create their presentation and then ask it at the end. Two biggest questions or most important questions. Who is your audience and what outcome do you want to create for them? And then everything else builds around that. The research that actually goes into the research document really, for me, consists of two things. Uh, the first is what I call slip box information. And I actually got this, this terminology from a book called How, How to Take Smart Notes that really revolutionized the way that I, I organize my thoughts and organize my notes. Um, and the slip box, if you can imagine, is, is just, you know, if you thought of a physical equivalent, would just be a box where every idea you have, both that presentation, you write down on a small piece of paper and you stick it in the box. And actually, I think there's a lot of, you know, famous people that, you know, were saw as brilliant in their fields that have done this kind of technique. They probably didn't call it slip box. I believe I've heard stories that Steven Spielberg did this. So, if he woke up in the middle of the night with an idea and he would just write down that idea on a piece of paper and throw it in his drawer by his bed. And then if he ever wanted you know, to build a movie, he'd just pull it off, all of his ideas, dump it upside down, and he'd have everything there to construct a, a movie line from. Same thing with this presentation. In your research document, every time you have an idea or thought or come across something, just throw it into that document, just a short line of it. Uh, you also really want to collect stories, stats, facts, and any supporting information that you'll have that you may want to include in your presentation. At the end of the day, hopefully, I have too much stuff here because that's going to make it really easy to create your slide deck later on. I also want to emphasize that stories are really important. I usually try to collect, you know, about five ideas of different stories I could tell, and then you usually can only really tell one or two within a smaller presentation. But it's really important to to have those personal stories or stories about somebody that you can pull and use in your presentation as well. So then the second step to create the presentation is to create your outline. So the first thing I do here is to create a mind map. Um, and I like to do this again right inside my research document. I just make a duplicate of the tab that has all my slip box information and all my stats and figures. And I just start moving them around the screen and massaging it and organizing them into categories and sticking labels on them. And at the end of the day, you kind of have this nice mind map that describes the different things you could talk about in this presentation from all the information that you've collected. There's lots of fancy tools and software you can use um, to create these sort of mind maps. Uh, you can even write everything down in sticky notes and create a, a physical mind map, and I've done that before, but it takes too much time for presentations for me, so I do it all right inside my Google Sheet. The next step is to create a bullet point outline from the, the major points you want to hit in this presentation. Uh, I really like to start with a framework, and I pretty much only use two frameworks these days. Uh, one is called format, and that's the why, what, how, and what if format. I use these for these podcasts. If you haven't noticed, um, this exact podcast use that format. Why is it important to have a system? What are the main steps involved? We're talking through the how now. 
And I'll give some bonus tips actually afterwards, which is sort of the what if section. So that's one type of form, uh, framework. I also use case study frameworks a lot in dust safety science. So why is this important? Give some background on it, analyze the case study, and, and give the conclusion. So those are the two formats I generally use. Um, but a lot of time I'm using the why, what, how, what if format. Plan for five minutes per bullet. So if you're running a, a 20 minute presentation or a 25 minute presentation, you're only going to have four or five main points you can get across. And even that's, you know, it's hard to do that. I might say in a 20 minute presentation, having four main points that will walk you through that topic, uh, that audience to the outcome that you want for them is really as much as you're going to get in. And that's why it fits so nice with format. Why, what, how, and what if are the four bullet points. Um, then you wrap up and ask for questions. To each main bullet point, then I had one to three sub bullet points. And these will eventually be the slides that you're actually creating for this presentation. So you have your, say for a 20 minute presentation, four main bullet points, one to three sub bullet points for each one. Like you may have a five minute story that's covering one of your main topics. So that's just one sub bullet point. So now you have, you know, your research document, you transpose that into uh, your skeletal framework of your 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 web your webinar outline. Now it's time to create a skeleton of the actual presentation you'll be giving um, and filling in that content. So step number three is to create your slide deck. So first thing is to get your template together. Um, so pick whatever theme and format and colors you want and, and go with it. Don't mess around with these. And the big one that I used to do a lot um, and that I actually have at the top of my step three for my standard operating procedure is don't muck around with the title slide. I would sometimes spend an hour or two hours trying to get the title slide to look right before diving into creating the presentation. Um, and that's just a huge waste of time because most of the time you change it at the end anyway. So don't even you know put a blank slide as your title slide. Finalize title slide as, as a last step uh, before you, you finish up your presentation or once you've already had the rest of the presentation put together anyway. I also like to consider using a presentation quote so I'll think about what my topic is, what my audience is, and see if I can pull up a quote from a famous author or somebody that uh, really gets to the heart of that topic, because I like to include that on the title slide as well. Again, don't create the title slide till the end. An example quote that I use a lot for my industrial safety company at Dust Safety Science is, you can't manage what you don't measure. So if you're not measuring your progress towards safety, you can't manage it. Um, and that's a Peter Drucker quote, and I use that in a lot of my presentations. So now we have our template together. The first thing to do is to fill in a skeleton copy of what the presentation is going to be. So start with your four main points, uh, write one slide per main point, and then one slide per sub point as well. You may end up deleting the main point slides as the sub point slides kind of built up to them. Just put that all in one framework that you have that you can build your presentation into. Now you have an idea what your presentation looks like. Take a second to look at it, or take a couple minutes to look at it and say, does this make sense? Is it walking the audience that I've identified through to the outcome that I want them to have and making any adjustments that you need there. Then the last step is to fill in the skeleton with content. So use images, bullet points, words, quotes, facts, numbers, whatever you need to put in to fill in that presentation. And I try to cut this down so it doesn't take very long. One, two, maybe three hours uh, or maybe three one-hour sessions would be you know on the high end to fill in the content for a, a 20, 25-minute presentation. If it's an hour-long presentation, it gets a little bit longer because so you got to think about how to string things together. And if you're doing you know, multiple hours or doing workshops, then it, it takes more effort as well. But the thing is, you've done all the hard work. You have the research. 
you've created the mind map, you've done the uh, skeletal framework. Now you're just filling in the blanks. Don't really, you know, mess around with the skeleton after you have it because you've already identified that's what you want to use. So we covered step one, which is creating your research document. Step two, which is creating your webinar outline. Step three, which is creating your slide deck. Now I want to talk about pre-presentation. So you have your slide deck now. What are some things you should be doing? Uh, the first one that should probably be obvious to anyone who's given a presentation is you need to practice. A couple notes here from my experience and where you know I'm at in giving presentations. I like to practice until I can deliver the presentation in the time allowed. So if it's a 25-minute time slot, I practice until I can deliver that slide deck specifically in 25 minutes, and then I kind of just stop and I go from there. I've gotten pretty comfortable giving these sort of presentations now, so it's you know really up to the the person that's uh, creating that if you need to practice more than that. I also like to practice how I'm going to be giving the presentation. So if it's on stage, then I'll actually clear my office and walk back and forth and get used to the movements I'm going to be making, get used to making eye contact with um, an audience at a given time. I've actually went as far as printing out faces of people that are going to be in the audience and putting them on my wall. If it's a really important presentation, uh, I did this for my, my thesis defense and actually practicing when I'm going to be looking at them, just getting a feel for that. So I really like to put myself in the exact kind of conditions that I'll be presenting under. Um, I really like to get an idea of what the room's going to look like and that sort of thing. But there's lots you'll learn about practicing a presentation. It's almost a whole other topic and worth its own episode. Two other things I'll mention in the pre-presentation prep. Um, one is to brainstorm five to ten questions or objections and come up with answers to them. So this is something that's often overlooked, but it's it will make you come off uh, as really well-polished if you already have an idea of what kind of questions people might be asking about this presentation. If you're able to deliver a good answer um, about that, it'll make you kind of, you know, it'll take the presentation a long way. If you've given the presentation a couple times already, record the questions that people typically ask um, and have an idea of what kind of answers you're going to give. And the last pre-presentation step is creating a supplemental material that you need. So a lot of time I'll include a link back to a website page where people can download the slides or get more information about the presentation or maybe a more in-detailed study that was just briefly talked about or some supplemental material. You need to collect that up and have that ready for the presentation. So that's it for my four steps to creating a, a webinar or an in-person presentation. Um, I want to close off with three tips around creating and, and you know delivering your presentation. Again, this is the exact uh, format that I use for most of my presentations. Why, what, how, and what if. So this will be the what if part. So three tips. Tip number one is never have more than one slide per minute of presentation. It never goes well. <laughs> if I know, I don't know if you've ever seen someone give this presentation where they have, you know, half an hour and then they have fifty slides and they gotta like skip over ones and come back. It's very rare that you're gonna be able to do uh, faster than one minute per slide if you're giving a good presentation. You should have stories. You should have aside. You should have breakouts in there. That's going to you know, take up more time, analysis of data, whatever it is. Very rarely should you have uh, more than one slide per minute. Very often, you know, you can have quite a bit less. I've given presentations where I've had, you know, it could be a 25-minute presentation. I only have 10 slides because I'm telling stories and things along the way that take four or five minutes each to get through. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is never give a presentation that you have not done in practice in the time limit that you're given. So if you have a 25-minute time limit, don't give a presentation unless you practice and you're able, you have actually physically given in 25 minutes before. This will make you much better received as a person who gives presentations. 
but you also have confidence. You'll know that you're going to be in the right time limit. You're not worried about the time anymore because you know you can give it in that amount of time. It also allows you to improvise. You can spend more time interacting with the audience or spend more time you know, uh, improvising the material you're giving to the audience and you'll be better able to equip t- to deal with the you know bigger the speaker's biggest nightmare where the organizer comes up and says, "Oh, can you do this uh, half an hour presentation in 15 minutes? We only have this." You already know your material enough that you can get an idea of what kind of stuff you can move through and delete. Then the last tip I'll give is expect to present 10 to 20 times faster than you practice. I don't know why maybe this is just me, but I always talk faster when I'm giving the presentation than when I'm practicing. And usually this is about one to two minutes faster for every 10 minutes of the presentation. So if it's half an hour presentation, generally it'll be three to four minutes faster than I'm practicing. So that's why I practice when I'm practicing in person. If it's a 30-minute presentation, I'll practice till I get just inside that 30-minute mark or well, just inside wherever the question period kind of area is. Then I'll have a couple more minutes to add to the question period as well. Um, that will give you a really good time ending, but expect to, to talk a little bit faster when you're up on stage. So those are the three tips for creating a presentation. Never have more than one slide per minute. Never give a presentation that you have not given within your time limit before. And expect to present 10 to 20 times faster than when you present when you're practicing. So that's it for this episode of the Grab Blogger Podcast. I hope you found it interesting going through my procedure for creating a, a webinar presentation or a presentation that you can do in person. We covered why it's important to have a system. It saves time and reduces stress and improves results, you're going to be giving better presentations if you have a system. We talked about what are the four main steps in my system. That is uh, research, creating an outline, creating a slide deck, then doing your pre-presentation prep and your practice. Then we went through my, my standard operating procedure specifically. We talked about creating the research document, how that can be used to form a mind map into the major points you want for your presentation, how to create major minor points from that and create your skeleton document, or rather your skeleton framework, filling in the content, and then your pre-presentation prep. So doing your practice, identifying questions and objections up front and coming up with answers for those, and creating supplemental material for your presentation as well. So if you have any questions about this process, any thoughts you want to add, you can go to the show notes at grabblogger.com slash 43. You can also tag me on social media at grabblogger on Instagram and, or Twitter. If you want a copy of this standard operating procedure, uh, we have a one-page PDF download uh, at grabblogger.com slash 43 where you can grab that. And as always, you can grab a transcript of the show notes for this episode from that page as well. So I hope you have a great week ahead. I really look forward to continuing to bring you content that can help you build an online business, build up your blog, build up your podcast, build up your, your video creation experts, and yes, build up your presentations as well so you can build an online business and create change you want to see in the world. <laughs>